1: I think you said it as well, like, not everyone's going to like you. Yeah. Not every, you're, you're not necessarily going to be everybody's cup of tea. But yeah. what you do have to be is genuine. Because imagine you do all the work of moulding yourself and adapting to be what somebody thinks that you should be. And then after that, they still don't like you. And after that, they've still got something to say. And after that, you're still stressed out and you're still, you know depressed about it now i'm not saying that i'm teflon i'm not teflon i'm a human being Mm. but i think that in in order to get me through things i have to be genuine to myself and i have to be authentic and yes that does come with maturity but you know recognizing that at a younger age and continuing that is the right path to set yourself up
2: oh my goodness gold if i'd known that 20 years ago yeah be a different person
3: you are listening to the Dope
0: Black Moms
2: Podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by the aunties from Your Aunties Could Never Podcast. Truly the aunties we all wish we had.
4: Hi. 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 Thank you. Hello.
2: Hi, hi, hi. So can I just get you all to introduce each other? As in like, Hello. how would you best? Yeah, I know. How would you best describe each other? Because there's a lot of different voices here. So who wants to go first? Can anybody, just? Des- how would you describe Nana? How would you what would her elevator pitch be?
4: <laughs> so I would say Auntie Nana is probably the conspiracy theorist of the group, um, and uh, she is also, I think, a bit of a peacemaker, and also I would say probably more skeptical and very anti-establishment.
5: Is that fair? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah on i'll say that was me in a
2: nutshell hit nail on the head there. <laughs> spot yeah. on spot on okay and how would we describe farah
3: i would describe auntie farah as um... hold on who said you should go not really, <laughs> <laughs> really? i think i think i'm qualified <laughs> um i'd say um auntie farah is the round way girl that you love and know really well She's very relatable and empathetic. She takes no nonsense, no bullshit. Um, I think she's, uh, you describe her as very on the pulse of what's going on. She's um, all hands on deck type of person, easy going. But she's got a fiery temper, don't mess with her, don't get on her wrong side. Um, and yeah, really loving and sweet as well. So that's Blanty for me. And funny. She's a, cheeky, chapp- she's a cheeky chappy of the bunch
1: oh we love ah, shucks man
4: <laughs> so
1: Auntie Sade I would say is like my twin flame almost because she takes no <laughs> nonsense she totally like, me and her always on the same page when it comes to bullshit we've got a, she's got a very very good bullshit radar she is the bougiest of the aunties and loves a designer like it's like why not she is like the epitome of rich auntie vibes um <laughs> And she is just super skilled, super knowledgeable, and just super lovely and loving.
2: That's what
4: she is. Oh, thank you, Aww. babe. On you
5: well.
2: guys. It's cute. Okay, okay, I'll do Last Auntie AK then. Yeah. Uh,
5: okay, so I would say that Auntie AK is like the mother hen, like, definitely rounds us all up um, and gives us direction super loving as well very funny and kind of sarcastic sometimes as well (laughs) um also slightly anti like anti-establishment but um can see both sides to most arguments as well very fair i'd say that's like one of her winning qualities is her fairness as well
2: so the dream team basically that's what we're saying
1: yikes uh, i mean <laughs> together we are perfection
2: <laughs> <laughs> you said it so what i love about your podcast and your socials is just how clear your voices are like you really have distinct voices and you stand behind them very boldly very powerfully um fearlessly i love i love everything that you are doing and i'm um, everything you stand for you. and yeah and Obviously, on the podcast, if you haven't heard before, it's um, Your Aunties Could Never podcast. So the podcast covers lots, really, um, topical news, politics, pop culture, all from the lens of the informed. I love this that you put mature, the informed, mature black woman. And it, it feels weird now because I've known a lot of you from around the way for years. And I find it wild that we're now... In the mature bracket, the well seasoned experience bracket, but I think we're there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, what I wanted to talk to you about today um, is toxic masculinity. It's one of those words, yeah, it keeps on coming up, keeps on just getting chucked around. um, Mm -hmm. And I wanted to talk about it, see how we feel it shows up in our lives. it almost feels like a buzzword that's come up quite recently. But um, obviously, this has been around for decades. So I just wanted to talk to the aunties and see what they thought about it if what they thought, just get down to the nitty gritty of it, really, if, if you feel it deserves the kind of weight that it's being given. So can I just ask what toxic masculinity means to you all? Big question.
3: Oh gosh, I think for me it's um, (laughs) a man that just doesn't, or uh, it's just not even just men because women can. I was about to say,
2: is it just men?
3: Yeah, no, it's not just men. It's just it's a behaviour that enhances and endorses a mindset that oppresses women and holds women back um, specifically, Um, and then also and also and also men. Do you know? Actually, I, I can't even gender it. It holds people back in a way, uh, by dictating how a man should be, or what masculinity means in a negative way. So it's restricting the freedom for people to be themselves because of this weird rule of what masculinity means. And I'm not, I I don't know if I'm being specific enough, but that's the overarching because mm. it, it permeates in so many different ways and rears it, uh, its ugly head in so many different iterations that to say it's one thing or another, is really hard. But the overall thing is oppression and it's oppressive of both men and women yeah. deep down to the rules of um, what a man or what masculinity is in society, for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. Does, does anybody have any other bits they want to add on top of that? Or is that generally what we're feeling?
5: I would say it's all of that. Um, the only addition I would add is that it's oppressive to the kind of growth of societies. So it affects everybody, man, woman, and children. Like it's a mindset that's corrosive to everybody, but it's steeped in masculinity because of its harshness or logical perspective, not taking into account feelings or emotions. And it's like just, it it really stifles growth for everybody Mm. that partakes in it.
2: And why is this word coming up so much now? Why does it feel like it's a buzzword and and you can't go one day without hearing the word toxic masculinity? What what do you think has changed?
4: Men are mad, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean... To go deeper on that point, Um, what I think that the, you know, we, we had a really unique experience happen to all of us, which was the pandemic. And, you know, just like ourselves, like a lot of men, started podcasts and started kind of, you know, um, expressing themselves um, and, you know, getting a following due to social media and that sort of thing. So I think it's just like exploded. Um, And actually it's a real, um, what do you call it? It's, It's like a reflection on like the, basically the toxic mindset of a lot of people, you know? And they're just like a reflection of what people think or how people act, uh, which we pretend that we're not like that. I think like the media has a lot to do with this like pretending like we're all equal and we respect women and you know like um there's progress and all this kind of stuff and it's just like actually no it isn't as as um do you call it as as progressive as people make out at all and this is you know a perfect perfect ex- example of it i also think as well it's kind of like evolving like i think toxic masculinity is becoming really just pushing its way into like the mainstream because Mm. it's like hiding under this whole of logic and also um almost presenting itself as like a fair argument and I really Mm -hmm. really hate it I really do and um yeah it needs to be stopped. what do you mean what's the argument well I feel like the argument is kind of um well let's (laughs) there's there's a lot there's a lot of ways so me and auntie nana went on a podcast not too long ago although auntie nana's been brave enough to venture back but (laughs) i haven't um and basically you know the kind of whole premise of it was that um women if they're virtuous of course they're entitled to like a good man and a well-provided man but if they're not they you know they're they're kind of shunned and they're kind of you know um demonized in sort of way and that is supposed to be in their world normal like that Mm -hmm. is how it's supposed to be that if you as a woman want all these kind of modern um women traits like freedom um uh, um But, but I'm being serious but yeah it's presented okay. as like it's a normal respectable argument and it's like yeah. what is this it, it's just insane to me
2: okay and this this space that you're in these voices felt that this is perfectly fine to say out loud <laughs> outside of your house and yep this is yeah. this is our view that we stand behind and we feel shame oh. about it Yes, I think it's funny
1: that everyone said um, progress they mentioned progress as well because I feel like toxic masculinity is really the enemy of progress Mm. because you have people that don't want to change or don't respect change or understand that in order to survive you need to change so they're holding on to this rhetoric of like it's either women want all our money or women don't want to work or women are too independent. There's always this thing, or or our voices are not heard. But I feel like your voices have been heard for a millennium. And that's why the state of the world is the way that it is, because it's just been your voice. So now that women are starting to speak, or not starting to speak, their voices are actually being heard on a louder platform, you get these men who are trying to hold it back by saying things like, you know, you, in order to be a, a real woman, you need to be submissive to the man, because that's the only way that you can progress. And they are really the enemies of progress. And even to men as well, they're the enemies of progress, because there's lots of men out there that don't feel that way. But these are the people that are shouting the loudest. So it seems like that's all men,
2: but it isn't. Okay, how can we help our the young people in our lives, the children in our lives? How can we discuss this issue openly and fairly but also equip them to handle what they're about to walk into the females and the males in our lives what sort of language can we can we break down because obviously a a lot of people may not be aware of this a lot of we're we're kind of just getting this language now so it's a bit fresh for people Mm -hmm. so any advice on how you might speak to a teenager how you might tackle that that issue
3: I mean, I do this all the time. I, I always bless his heart. I don't. He doesn't listen to any of these podcasts. I don't know if you'll appreciate it, but my nephew is always my um, <laughs> my anecdotal reference point because he's a young black male growing up in a world where um, his mum's not around, and I, where I can, I step in as a mother figure. As my sister passed away, I should say, um, and because he's susceptible to the world at large, and the, the as Auntie Farah said, those loudest voices. Break through the common sense of the world. I have to just speak to him honestly. And as he's grown up, and maybe he's had some certain mindsets where I'm like, no, look at yourself. I always say, look on yourself because I think what's put out there, people don't really take pause to reflect themselves, what they're saying, what they're putting out there. They think, like, if a man feels like he's dealing with a trash girl, you might call her a hoe, you might call her this, you might say she's loose, but I've, I always turn it back on, not just my nephew, any guy that's talking in that way. What does it say about you? Let's have this honest conversation. Start looking at yourself and the situations you're putting yourself into. What does it say about you? What does it say about how broken or unhealed you are for the things that you're doing? And in another in another, in another, context, you might say this is wrong, but when it's in your world, you're, like, you're not even looking, you're not checking your bedrooms when they're doing something wrong. You're not checking... You know, you're not. You're not just. You're not. You're not contemplating the consequences of certain things that put out there. So I think it's about honesty. You can't sugarcoat anything. You can't. You know, have kid gloves around certain topics. You have to be honest with, especially with young people, and you have to not be unafraid if they'll go to touch topics that may be sensitive. Because I think I don't want to be that old person like saying you this new generation are too sensitive, but there is an element of real projected sensitivity onto this generation that they're not that, that they're incapable of handling honest conversation. And maybe at the world at large it looks like that. But actually day to day in the real moment, you've got to be honest because that does give them the tools to be able to deal with some of the harshness that comes their way. Um, because they've someone's been honest with them. I think if you protect them too much, they just get shocked by when something happens and don't have the tools to deal with it. And honesty mm-hmm. I think is one of the best things, honesty in communication for me anyway.
4: Yeah. Anybody else have anything they want to add? I was just going to say, like, I, I think it's about like pulling like all you can do because you're only one person is actually just like address the behavior when you see it like pull it up immediately and continuously because I think that we're really good at ignoring stuff and -hmm. like thinking that it's you know oh no it's not bad oh it's just a phase oh it's just like oh it's not my business all that kind of stuff and I think like a lot of uh, and I will say women like we can be very complicit in it. Do you know what I mean? And just just turn a blind eye, like it's it's nothing to do with us. Also, I think that men need to, if they don't subscribe to this, it is their duty to pull up this information, um, pull up this this behavior, like it's their absolute duty. And um, we definitely don't see enough of that for sure.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree with you. I mean, part of the problem is when men do see behavior that they think is toxic a lot of times they'll pull a brier to the side rather than just having an, a, a, you know if, if someone is displaying behavior that is inappropriate out loud to the world to see it I think that should be challenged out loud to the world to see it so that everyone can take note of that and understand the difference between right and wrong but a lot of times what happens is they go off and they say things behind closed doors so no one ever even knows that what they did was wrong and I think yeah. men need to definitely start speaking a lot louder so then the women like us are saying that oh not all men are like that <laughs> we don't seem mad <laughs> <laughs> we don't seem angry at the ones that are saying these horrible things
2: yeah I, I couldn't agree more with both with everything that everyone's saying I think just pulling up when you see it is so important and it can be hard especially um if your resources are low, if you just don't have it in you that day, especially mm-hmm. if you're like dealing with children or young people, but it's, it's staying the course, isn't it? And, and pulling, pulling it up when you see it, but also checking yourself because it's so, again, so easy to let these, it shouldn't be easy, but it's easy to let these things slip. And I, and I remember um, growing up, you'd hear terms like, Oh, boys will be boys. And yeah. to describe behavior, I'm sure we've all been uh we've all been a part of we've all been uh, privy to when they're like oh you know it's just to toss testosterone or it's just this it's just that to to um give a pass to really inappropriate misconduct most of the time I think that's what it would be called now but back in the day it's like oh it's just a bit handsy you know don't yeah. don't worry about that that's just you know that's just boys will be boys and um I think it's really dangerous and in your day-to-day lives, are there any ways that you see toxic masculinity show up, maybe in the workplace or workplace culture in your professional life?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, working in working in television for the last like twenty something years, I've definitely encountered it where men in the room seem to take you less seriously because they don't think you know something. Say for example you're talking about a bit of kit and they'll start mansplaining to the point where <laughs> I've then got to say to them, Oh, day This is the thing that you need to go with that, and then they look at me in shock and disbelief that I actually know what I'm talking about,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: or thinking that they can speak louder. You're right there, thinking that they can speak louder than me because they're a man, and then I've got to exert my authority. But then it's oh, I'm the angry, I'm the angry woman, or specifically I'm the angry black woman, or you know, don't mess with Farah because she's gonna, you know, she's aggressive. She is. No, I'm not aggressive. I'm literally saying the same thing that you are. So I have most definitely encountered a bit of that in my in my work life.
2: Yeah. And for the creatives in the room, do you see any additional layers in or well, music is what I was thinking initially, but music, fashion, the arts. Do you see 100%? See it in? Yeah.
4: 100%. I think like in terms of like my my core business that I, I've been running for the last sixteen years, I literally had to change my whole personality, and that was like it started in fashion, then went into kind of events and stuff and technology. But I had to change. I had to change my personality because just generally, just just what Auntie Farah said. Like people just weren't taking me seriously, and 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 that is men and women actually. Um, and it, it was just really hard. And, I, I, you know, I didn't have, like, the biggest voice either. Do you know what I mean? But, um, but I, I just had to be, I don't know, I just had to lean into not being tactful. And then people understood <laughs> where they stood with me and that I needed to get things done. But, um, but yes, yeah, so it was just really difficult. Like now I'm kind of more into like the music um, space. It's really difficult, man, because not a lot has really changed. It really yeah. hasn't. And it's like, you know, you're dealing with, obviously I can't mention any names, but you're dealing with like, um, let's call them personalities. And it's just, it's just a lot, like, the, this it's, it's just a lot. It's exhausting. That's what I would say. It's actually exhausting. And while you physically see more women, it's just um, not necessarily the most, uh, like, influential roles. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily have um, decision-making um, uh, roles and that sort of thing, Um you know, the, the conversations when they think that you're not listening and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's, and to challenge that, and I'm quite a, you know, challenging person, it is like every day, it's just like, okay, am I going to lose this client today or not? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But I mean, like, I'm in a privileged position. I don't have to do what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I, I can be challenging, but I do, you know, try and, where I can, like, support women, especially black women in the industry um, and and support younger black women as well, kind of thing, in the industry where I can um, and go the extra mile for them because I just know how difficult... If it's difficult for me, and I've been doing this for, like, 16 years, of course it's going to be difficult for, like, a 25-year-old just coming up in the, the industry. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's it's just a lot. It's It's, it's yeah. actually... It, it's boring now as well do you know what I mean it's just but I don't I'm not really impressed because they think they're gods and I, I'm just not impressed at yeah, all. I, I just agree with you
1: I've, I've dealt with some musicians and when they've come to set and it's just like especially that this new grime not grime this new drill generation and it's just like the level of respect that they have for women is very very low, and it's quite disturbing how they speak about women and how they'll view you to the point where you maybe have to get a little bit auntie on them for them to exercise a little bit of level of respect. Definitely,
2: it is sad and it's exhausting, and just listening to it, just I am sitting here just shaking my head. Um, Shadi, when you said you had to intentionally change your business, what things did you what, did you invoke something? What things did you practically change to? To get where you are?
4: Um, so more my personality.
2: Like anybody that feels like they're struggling to deal with these types of personalities day to day. What sort of advice can the aunties give?
4: Yeah. I don't want to necessarily say to do what I did. <laughs> not really, like, right.
2: But now we're seasoned oh. and mature. Uh, yeah.
4: I mean, just things like just calling shit out. Like make it... <laughs> just 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 not ignoring stuff I think that's probably the the single one thing that I did so like things like so when I'm in like more white spaces and it's just like um men who for some reason know the singer Sade but can't say Sade repeatedly like come on so we're gonna we're gonna pause until we get it right like this is my event I'm in charge you're going to get my name right and we're just going to, I'm going to make it uncomfortable for you as much as you're making me uncomfortable. So that's, that's def- also as well, like sometimes on like live day, if people are, there was one event that i done not even too long ago, last year. And like the, the, the production team, imagine I come in in the morning and they literally, I said hello, they've literally ignored me and physically turned their back on me. I was just like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, me." I had to take a minute, had to reassess, not use my outside voice. I walked away and then I had to come back and I just had to pull the, ma- the, the, the lead person to the side, just say, did you realise what you've done? This is what you've done. I hope this is not going to set the tone for the event. It was a three-day event, um, like two-day builds and one-day one live. Like, I hope this is not going to set the tone. Oh, no, 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 I'm so sorry. Do you know what I mean? It's those kind of things. And I I don't think they were expecting me to, number one, address it, like stand up for myself, be clear in what I was saying, even though I'm such an anxious person as well. Do you know what I mean? I was just about to say that.
2: The second that came out of your mouth, did you feel anywhere? in yourself yeah Yeah. like of course like and that's all the time
4: like and my voice was probably shaking but i was just like i have to do it anyway i just have to do it anyway because if they disrespect me now that is going to set the tone i'm not going to get what i need done and at the end of the day this is my livelihood i have a whole freaking team like if they don't respect me they're not going to respect my team do you know what i mean so even and also it's just understanding that you know what people don't have to like you you know And that's. I think I was really concerned about that when I was younger. And although it's nice, it is nice when people like you and get on with you and stuff, but, like, it's not essential to actually get... As long as you're being professional and, I think, polite, for me, it's not essential that people actually like you.
2: Yeah, I I think it's an ongoing issue, the kind of disease to please, the the idea of politeness equals... um good behavior, yeah. and we're professional, um, and you're a good girl if you're kind of quiet and obedient. I think it plays into all of that, which I think is massively historical, years yeah. and years of training and, and messaging, which is, which is hard for us. I don't think politeness equals anything. It just means, you know, and, and so many people can hide, like, not to go too deep, but if we think about the majority of predators, everyone mm. appears nice yeah. yeah when you get taken into a car when you get given sweets by a stranger everyone seems nice yeah. and it's the biggest uh biggest thing we can underestimate you know as a as a human as a parent as a mother um I have a, I have a big thing about this and I think yeah I think the disease to please is just um it is something it's something bigger so I, I get it when it goes against your your kind of the dna to to have people maybe not like you or just kind of feel away or and just for you for that event like not only have you booked the event yourself so you've already landed the contract you still have to fight when you're there and that for me hearing that that's
1: life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry
3: luxury quality within reach go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com slash style
2: exhausting right it's just it's just yeah i mean it's just boring isn't it like you you could be at that event thinking of future events and thinking of going and mingling with with prospective other clients to book future events but you're sitting there trying to Tell the team who you are and make them understand who you are. And that is heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking, you know, to hear after the years, you know, everything you put in and we're we're still in the same position.
4: Yes, it's it can be tough, but I think um, I just like I've definitely developed thick skin over the years. Like I just don't. I try not to take it home, right? Do you know what I mean? Because it's just like what they're doing is just projecting their stuff onto me. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They have no idea who I am most of the time, especially if it's more. Um, I, I and I say this is like almost like fact in my life because a majority white team i'm working with they don't give a shit about who i am they don't make the effort with me at all so it's it's i match energy do you know what i mean so i'm not going to take that home because you're not going to take this home so what's the point so let's just get the job done and um yeah and then i can i can almost reserve my energy do you know what i mean because i'm not trying to make these connections that are never going to happen So it's a yeah. bit sad,
2: actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a reality. lot to think about. Yeah, yeah, it is reality. It, it is our reality, and a lot of people obviously not even have to give this two two seconds of thought.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Is there anybody else that um, has any advice for specifically black females that are going into spaces or going head head on into what might feel like a toxic situation or? Or just dealing with toxic masculine personalities day in day out um along with the sometimes painful journey of just being a black woman in this world any other day-to-day hacks that we could share
1: for me i just i have found throughout my years is i have to be genuine and authentic to myself and that means that might mean how I do my hair. That might mean how I dress. That might mean how I speak. That might, but I'm always professional, but I have to be myself because the minute I find myself um, not being able to do that, it's a problem. Auntie Shardy's got a great saying and she says, Go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. Yeah. And I couldn't agree with that more. Like, I know that I'm, as long as you are confident in what you can bring to the table your mm. skills and that's why you've got there don't mm. be afraid to show that and that's something that I have learned through many many years yeah you know? like I'm, I'm always myself
2: yeah at work I,
1: but I, I'm I think it's
2: amazing you can do that I think oh I <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong you can do this now as a, as a mature person right you know not to I can do that so. now as a
1: mature person but I think that I learned that many years ago
2: Mm. Mm.
1: you know it's exhausting trying to fit in to someone else's idea of what you should and shouldn't be and and challenge that behavior
2: yeah I'm just wondering for the younger people just walk in and just like say that podcast that you walked into um if you're another another person you may have sat there and taken everything to heart you know the situations that you're in and it could have really messed up your week could have messed up future bits at work it could have really permeated into your life
1: I think you said it as well like not everyone's gonna like you yeah not everyone you're you're not necessarily gonna be everybody's cup of tea but what you do have to be is genuine because imagine you do all the work of molding yourself and adapting to be what somebody thinks that you should be and then after that they still don't like you and after that they've still got something to say and after that you're still stressed out and you're still, you know, depressed about it. Now, I'm not saying that I'm Teflon. I'm not Teflon. I'm a mm. human being. Mm. But I think that in in order to get me through things, I have to be genuine to myself and I have to be authentic. And, yes, that does come with maturity. But, you know, recognising that at a younger age and continuing that is the right path to set yourself up.
2: Oh, my goodness, gold. If I'd known that... 20 years ago yeah be a different person so basically s- calling it out standing up for yourself being genuine are kind of the themes that keep them coming back
1: auntie charlie's got another one i keep using your issue <laughs>
4: hr don't worry oh yeah, yeah yeah i love hr i love it use it to the max absolutely like i think you have to almost like study the ways of toxic um femininity um, and use it to your advantage. To counterbalance in the workplace it. Yeah, to, that's the perfect way <laughs> to word. check Thank it back you. on them. Okay. Thank you, Auntie Landa. Yeah, to counterbalance it. And mm. um yeah, because also we're humans too, because I think we have, we do have this, um I, I want to call it more a, it is a negative, it, it's a stereotype that like black women in the workplace that we're kind of in invincible and we can do all and we're we're like the pillar of the team and you do you know what I mean like I definitely um got away I'm gonna say yeah I got away with more in terms of like people listening to me or being forced to listen to me because of that stereotype like okay is gonna get it done do you know what I mean like it was just no question you know um so like I think it's I think it's important when 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 you do have that strength stereotypes um you know attached to you you know you have to show you, you have to show vulnerability and for mm. some of us that, that doesn't come naturally no for me it didn't come naturally at all like I yeah. literally had to like look it up <laughs> like do you know mm. what I mean you have what to do practice you it you gotta work yeah. It. yeah you know what I mean and actually f- fig- like hack almost like like you've gotta hack the system, really. What do they look for what do, what what is it that's going to get you the um decision that's favorable to you? And that might sound you know not necessarily like the best way to go about things, but honestly, it made such a difference because it was like, okay, I'm you know, I'm being backed up by the company I'm working for now. Do you know what I mean? It's not just their word against mine or they can just make me feel a certain way without consequence. Like, no. Do you know what I mean? So I might have to might have to tap into these acting skills. I might have to force <laughs> a little tear. I might have to, you know, my voice might have to break while I'm mid-sentence. It might have to happen, do you know what I mean? Just to show them that I'm human too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously some people don't care, but, you know, you have to again, it's just like, if you're going to make me uncomfortable, me too, I'm going to make you uncomfortable. I really am. Seriously, I'm at your energy every time. I
5: I think I'm leaning more towards that way. Um, I was listening to you guys and slightly disagreeing, but agreeing. So I wasn't too sure what I was disagreeing on. But I think the air of authenticity can get you chewed up pretty quickly when you're dealing with toxic masculinity. I think people need to, especially young people, really find out what the traits are, what the mindset is, and deal with it accordingly. I don't think you can always go into battle mode. I think you'll get burned out very quickly. And if there's a boys club and they already think that women are really emotional, and if a man stands with you, he is also a simp, they band together and it's really hard to break against that brick wall. I think the tactical way to actually survive in those environments is to lean on your femininity, is to counter right. it, because that's what they're actually after. They usually want somebody who is, who is softer, simple, does what she's told. Now, it's you so can still do though, that in it? a methodical way, though, if you know it's, it's chess. It's just like literally... Yeah. You're, you're, playing, you're playing the board like a queen. And sometimes I think we're, we, it's, not, it's not in line with feminism to say mm. what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, but that, I do that's think, the tricky
5: thing. But I do think for survival, if you are the only one and the system is stacked against you in certain environments, I think that's how you got to play it, to stack up your chips so that you have enough power to start doing power moves. But I don't think you can go in there and try yeah. and match the energy. I think you need well, to watch Nano, what's going on.
1: It doesn't necessarily mean battle mode in a negative sense, because battle mode can be exactly what you've just said. said yeah,
5: can also t- it, be t- it totally thing. is. Chess. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it's a strategy. You need to have a strategy. So you go in yeah. with your authenticity, may not work in that environment for the strategy that they're running with. So it's like more observe, leaning your femininity watch what's going on and place your chips accordingly and then as you gather power then you start moving up and you move people out of certain areas so that you can you can start dominating I think it's really especially as black women I think too many black women go in with their strength and Mm -hmm. that's leaning on their masculine as well so you just have a clash because it's too much masculine energy but if you're Dealing with something that's toxic and is in oversupply, don't match it with masculinity as well. Match it with femininity. Then you're going to start reducing the toxicity of the masculine. Or leave if you're not (laughs) equipped for that. But (laughs) I would say you don't match it with the same energy. It doesn't work. And we don't have the dominance in this country to fight it effectively. And that's why you have people going to court for like 10 years and they're just hoping that they get burnt out and it's just like actually I think the strategy shouldn't be strength and it should be femininity until you get your ducks in a row.
2: It's
5: a lot to think about.
4: I think I think I hear what you're saying, Antonella, but I, I I think it depends on the culture that you're fighting, right? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like each totally. company will have a different um, a different vibe really and truly so different like, culture. yeah do you know what I mean so you 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 really and it's difficult because like I said if you're like 20 25 do you know what I mean like it it can take you a while to work that out totally you know? and if
2: you want the job and if it's your first job mm-hmm. and you know all that at play
4: yeah yeah then
2: how, how do you play it
4: but this is the thing I do think though like um, Auntie Farah said, like I do <laughs> often say that, like you have to go where you're celebrated. If it's not working, and that's what I do love about you know this generation, like you know if they're not happy, they're gone. Like, mm. like I I wish I had more of that when I was younger because I did stick in places where it was a bit. It was a lot, do you know what I mean? And I should have, I should have left, and I didn't. Um, and it's, and it's about being efficient with your time, and you know, do you know what I mean? Like maximizing your experiences. Um, so I think, like, definitely, I would, I would encourage young people to do that. Obviously, within reason, because you've got to get experience and stuff. We have to be practical about these things. Um, but yeah, I don't think anything has changed for black women in terms of like, you still have to work you know, 10 times harder than the average person to make an impact, you know? Like, that hasn't, as far as I'm aware, that hasn't changed at all. So I don't want to put, you know, false pretenses out there. Like, Mm. you still have to graft um, to be noticed and all that kind of stuff.
5: Definitely. I agree with that and play the game. But you have to study the game to play it effectively. Mm. And I think that's the thing of people really should spend a bit more time looking into cultures and how people think and and strategies that are already in play because we don't always get told like taught it by our parents because they're they're in survival mode and so then we go into the workforce in survival mode as well and that's that isn't the best strategy to get in ahead so it's like while you're young and you still have your youthful enthusiasm study a bit more like watch people learn learn about attitudes and and how people manoeuvre in workspaces don't just go off for sound bites on social media like this is how it's going to be in the workplace. Because there are people who have been in educational institutions and they're taught how to play the game and win all the time. So you kind of have to be a bit more smarter, especially if you're going for top paid jobs and you really want to manoeuvre in this world. I think there needs to be a lot more study in, in human behaviour and not just social media speak, because then we're going to get swallowed up very fast.
2: I think that's such a good point. We're not taught it. And I think, again, it feels like a fresh time to even have the space. It feels luxurious to think that we, we can sit down and learn these things. Mm. Like before, like you're saying, it was just survival mode. It was, it was just, let's pay rent. And now yeah. we've got a bit of space to actually think about how do you want to thrive um, now that we're here? Thank you all. Thank you. I just want to inject a bit of positivity because it all feels a bit heavy. <laughs> um, and just, I just want to talk about what's next for the aunties, what's next for the podcast. Um, and yeah, can you tell us just any, any niceness, any positivity, any lovely feedback that you've had from your listeners, um, any goodness? Because it, 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 I feel heavy <laughs> sitting in my
3: kitchen. <laughs> The fact that we're on your podcast and we're being invited to speak and people are responding really positively to the aunties. I think Nana, Auntie Nana and I went to a podcast show and even just having conversations about what we're doing and the reaction, the positive reaction and feedback that we got. The fact that we've, we've been doing this for two, 12, sorry, for two years and we, you know, every week on a Monday or a Tuesday so far, we have committed, we've shown up, The you know, we've all brought our our best game to the table to keep this thing going uh, like a just a whimsical idea that's become a real viable um project is is what is so amazing about this podcast and the fact that we get to do it with people that we love um yeah. and respect and honor that's just mm-hmm. that's an extra added bonus the future of it is just to get bigger and you know who knows where we can go with it but i definitely think the importance of having four mature black voices from women talking knowledgeably about from politics to popular culture and really being a beacon of common sense if i do say so myself (laughs) uh, in a world of madness um it's really important. That's the and change
2: right there.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's the change right
3: yeah. there. That's the work. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. So we 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 we're not stopping. We're getting bigger. The media sees that we you we know we we we've got a Patreon. We're looking for support to like grow it, get those financials up so that we can do more, um, in a more quality space and come together and do that. But we just want to grow and get bigger and just really at core is really making sure that people hear from Black women because in a play in a world that's routinely silenced us
5: yeah Mm. and
3: create community
5: like I I love our our Patreon community that is is growing every week and people really getting involved with the exclusives that we put out there because that's more us personally just chatting to each other like you know like life advice dating just all of the things where you don't really want it going out live say you want to foster a community so we can talk with them that's really important that our our generation have a space for each other because everything seems so heavily dominated by youth Mm -hmm. but it's like we've we've done that and we have experience and we're still we're still a very youthful generation as well so it's it's like a unique space that we're carving out in the world so definitely anybody listening our
3: patreon is there your aunties could
5: never
2: nice and where else can we find you is it is it your auntie skid never on of all course.
3: socials yeah on all socials and all platforms I'm pretty much on every platform you can think of really um so you can find us anywhere you can listen to your yeah. auntie on listening platforms on youtube facebook um you get some good clips on our social medias. Our Instagram Instagram, TikTok. is popping. TikTok. So TikTok <laughs> We're, well. doing TikTok We're, now now We're anyway. keeping up with the kids. We're definitely yeah, keeping with yeah. the so TikTok
4: you- Yeah, we even have a Love Island review show that yeah. comes Ooh. out a couple of times a week where we talk about Love Island, so it's not just politics, we talk about cool stuff too.
2: Um- <laughs> <laughs> really cool. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you. I'll put all your links in the podcast notes and Lastly, just any any final wisdom from mature aunties that we can share for anybody listening that you know, may have been affected by anything we've talked about today? Um, any last I think, wise words?
3: I think for me, everything that the auntie said, it, 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 I, I was um, double-dutching to jump in, but everyone was saying everything that we had said. It's authenticity, it's being your true self, it's studying the game, it's picking your battles, it's seeing the long game, having your vision and goals. And, don't, and try not to let the world, and, pe- and even your immediate circle, take you off course. Set your goals and be determined, and really don't give a damn about what anyone else is saying because people can throw you off course, take you off course, make you feel insecure about yourself, make you feel like you're doing something wrong, but what's right for you is right for you. And so everyone should mind their own. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's no, definitely nothing wrong with taking advice, and really, and also not being afraid to ask for help and ask for advice, because you don't know everything. and it's, it's not a sign of weakness if you need help, but just be, you know, arts are help in the right places. Really go seek out your community and your tribe and your supporters. they be, be, Curate that as well. Curate your circle very carefully as well, because people mm. will try and take you off course. Don't
1: feel like you have to know everything at the age of 20, because mm-hmm. you really yeah. do not. And I feel like social media kind of presents this falsity that you have to have your shit together at that age, and you really don't. Everything's a journey. You'll get there.
4: Yeah. I'll just um add that Um, I know some of the stuff that we talked about was really, really uh, heavy and stuff, and people might be going through that stuff right now, but no one situation is permanent. You will get through it. Things change. Change is inevitable. So, like, just know that, you know, if you're going through a difficult situation and dealing with some of this crap, um, yeah, there's there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel for sure.
5: I just thought of a point that we didn't actually touch on. Um, I, I mentioned this on our pod before, Like really exploring this with my boys, where they're young enough to have conversations with them about masculinity and how they see women and how they see the world. And starting that conversation with kids, I think mm-hmm. quite early when you start to see, you know, sometimes they just like, oh, what was the thing they did they just went to their dad for something or they right. assumed that yeah. their dad had purchased something and it was just a conversation of why why did you just think that and no i i bought it and just really getting their head around that we're two human beings and we don't subscribe to this preconceived gender roles like we're in this as a partnership and having those conversations with my boys because i want them to be really effective men And have great relationships as they get older as well. I think it's too late to leave it when they're teenagers. You start to see it from primary school. You start to see the dynamics of how they like hang out with girls and the little spats that they have. And if you just continuously have conversations with them, I think we'll we'll have a better society for actually having dialogue with little boys and little girls. And just steering them in a cohesive way so that they're not going into toxicity and over be it over-feminine or over-masculine vibes that they take into the world.
2: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think that's brilliant. I think it's really easy when you're a little little child um, to have reinforced gender roles from what we wear. You go into any store, you can see clearly the male and female presenting. Oh, my God. Like, it's night and day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If you go into any big super uh department store where you can see clear sections um yeah it, it it's all over the place same with you know everything music books um but thank you i mean i could go on and on i think it's really amazing everything you're doing and everything you're saying and i just want to hear more of it so thank you so much thank you for all four of you coming by the way i really appreciate the time um, out of everyone's busy schedule. So thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, You're
3: welcome. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you very, very much on. for having Thanks us. for having us. Dope
2: Black Mums. If you'd like to join the Dope Black Mums private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Mums on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?